0: Hi, it's Roger Sitkins. Welcome to Winning Strategies podcast. Today we're going to be examining a question. Is your agency too comfortable? Is your agency too comfortable? It dawned on me recently that too many agencies and their teams are too comfortable or maybe too complacent to really grow. What they really have are lifestyle agencies, which which is absolutely okay if that's what you want. Gary Holgate, my mentor in this business, and the first ever true consultant to independent insurance agencies, always said that what happens at so many agencies is that the owner started out selling insurance and wound up running a business. And so often, they get overwhelmed by the day-to-day minutia of operating an agency and they, they fall into a trap of just being too busy. They're, they're too busy to get better. Now, the good news, bad news, is that you really don't have to implement many, if any, of the Sitkin strategies, and, and you'll do fine if, if that's what you really want. But as we've discussed many times before, in this business, owners and producers can make a great living, and they can support a very nice lifestyle without having to do too much, other than just show up. And I guess it's kind of hard to find fault in that. Well, at the same time, it's easy to get too comfortable too quickly and find yourself in a rut. My favorite definition of a rut, it's a grave with the ends kicked out. Sure, it's pretty comfortable, pays pretty well, pays really well actually, and certainly pays more than compared to a normal job in a normal industry, where you'd have to work really, really hard and put in a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of effort to make $100,000, $200,000, $300,000 a year. Well. In our business, you really don't have to do all of that. But, you know, if you're listening, I don't think that's what you're all about. I I think you're all about selling more, retaining more, and earning more. So if you really want to have that great growth to sell more, retain more, and earn more, I think you've got to force yourself and your agency to get a little uncomfortable. We see that people fall into routines that have been around since the dark ages. They're just kind of doing things the way they've always done it. And when I ask them a question, why do you do this, why do that? they really do literally say, well, that's just the way we've always done it. At least that's been my experience with the owners and producers based upon hundreds of one-on-one consulting sessions I've conducted over the years. There's no real rhythm or reason to why most of them do what they do. It's just kind of happening. So I guess my blinding flash of the obvious is that that's the, quote, comfortable, unquote way. It's how they've always done things, and they can just kind of float along and do well. Even though the agency is losing millions of dollars of future value, the owners, and thus the team members, are just going along with the flow. Now, I've talked about this million-dollar loss before, but just keep this in mind, that for every $125,000 of unrealized profit, you're losing a million dollars of value in the agency minimum. Why? Because at the point I'm recording this, the multiple on EBITDA is eight times. So 125, $125, 125,000 of revenue at eight times EBITDA is guess what, a million dollars. But with the earnout in today's marketplace, it's 11.2 times. So that's really almost 1.4 million. Well, as I've mentioned a few times in some of these podcasts, I believe it's time to stop drifting along. Why? Well, the way you've always done things has gotten you to where you are today, and what got you here is certainly going to keep you here. And unfortunately, I just see people doing that all the time. So it's one of those sayings I always talk about. If you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. But in our business, I think that theory of getting what you've always got is really being challenged by digital disruption and the move by insurance companies to aggressively reduce commission levels. So you're getting disrupted on the the sale of the insurance and you're getting probably lower commissions. So as a result of this, if you always do what you always did, you're going to get less. Maybe you're comfortable on a day-to-day basis today, but in reality, you've not even come close to reaching your potential, not even maximizing what you could do yet, and again in the future, we could be in trouble. It's possible that even though you're doing okay, you're probably too comfortable to achieve true financial freedom. So let's look at some signs of things that might tell you that you and your agency are a little too comfortable. Some of the indicators we always look at to see whether or not we're really realizing maximum growth, maximum profitability, and maximum value. You're doing okay, but, all right, so let's look at it. Your revenue per employee, if it's more than $150,000 but less than $200,000, you're probably pretty comfortable but not maximizing. If your revenue per seasoned or validated producer is more than three hundred thousand but far below seven hundred and fifty thousand probably just doing okay if your operating profit is more than fifteen percent but less than thirty three percent probably comfortable but if the majority of your customers are part-time customers which you've heard me talk about a million times the majority of your customers are part-time and on top of that your technology you've got it but you know it's not being maximized probably just doing okay. Maybe one of the biggest ones is that there's no culture of accountability. This is one of the most significant problems I see in the independent insurance agency system today. A big litmus test. Great agency, culture of accountability. Marginal agency, no culture of accountability. And What we see is no matter how great the incentives are that you announce that we're going to do this, we're going to do that we're going to have superior client experience, we're going to have full-time clients only, we're going to work on referrals only, and you'll be able to make more money as a result of this. They've really become meaningless if no one in the agency is held accountable to do what you want them to do and what they've said they were going to do. So without accountability, the staff may seem excited up front, but deep down inside they're thinking, don't worry, this too shall pass. You've heard me talk about that before. As long as the agency is doing okay, there's no impetus to enforce accountability, particularly for owners who are adverse to putting people under the gun, to holding people accountable to the conflict that comes with it. Another big issue where I'm concerned is if you're ignoring digital disruption. I talked about it a few minutes ago. It's uncomfortable for most to even consider how digital technology is changing the way we do business. Perhaps you're still telling yourself, well, you know what, the internet will never replace me. Well, I don't know about that. And maybe you're saying my clients would never buy that way. Really? Well, look at some of the online competitors out there and how they're doing, where they're taking big hunks of market share, let alone the direct writers that are using digital at such a higher level, higher rate than we are. See, if you're still selling based upon price only, you're going to get disrupted sooner than you think. And that's a whole different level of discomfort. Think about your clients themselves. Okay, we're worried about digital disruption. Our clients would never leave us. Well, if you're just a transaction pusher, they're going to leave you. They're going to get disrupted some way, somehow. So think about pivoting to relationship. Think about becoming a risk advisor, not a transaction pusher, not a commodity broker. Another thing to look for, What are your client conversations like? Are they strictly superficial? See, is your staff so focused on pushing transactions that conversations and relationship building with clients are nothing more than surface level and and generic interactions? Well, maybe your staff and maybe you are simply comfortable processing transactions, but if you want to do better than just okay, You should be comfortable cultivating and maintaining client relationships. You've probably surmised what has happened if your agency is going to grow. You've got to get uncomfortable. In doing so, owners will maximize the value of their asset, and producers will earn a raise. Now, what are some of the things we can do to get uncomfortable? Well, (laughs) hopefully you're eager to discover the joys of becoming uncomfortable. But seriously, getting out of your comfort zone is the only way to achieve greatness versus just being okay or being average. I think it starts with systematically challenging everything you do. This means questioning the what's, why's, and how's of your agency operation. Why do we do this? Why are we doing it this way? How do we improve what we do? How do we get better at doing that? To quote Thomas Edison, who was a longtime winter resident here in Fort Myers, Florida, he always said, There's a way to do it better. Find it. And that drove everything in his company. Why not use that as a guiding principle for your agency? There's a better way. Find it. Next area. Let's start forcing our producers to rehearse, to be relentlessly prepared for every opportunity. See, because I firmly believe, and I hope you've heard this from me before, that every opportunity deserves your very best. Every opportunity deserves your very best. Remember, it's okay to do low-risk practice and look stupid in the office. In other words, it's okay to rehearse a presentation, practice a skill in front of your peers, and look stupid. Okay, because I always say you're going to look stupid someplace. You better look stupid in the office while you're practicing. See, it's not okay to look, quote-unquote, stupid in front of clients, prospects, or centers of influence. See, that's high-risk practice, trying it the first time out in the real world. So when they're practicing their presentations, when they're practicing asking for referrals, when they're doing phone skills, whatever it may be, are you recording them? Are you really recording both the audio or video? Regrettably, way less than 5% of agencies do this even though it's never been easier. You know, in the old days when you had to drag out a video camera and all the tripods and everything else, it wasn't easy. But today, hey, you've got a smartphone. You can record it. Start recording and reviewing what's happening. What do you really sound like? A big part of this, too, is building selling skills practice into your sales meetings. I mean, first of all, you do have sales meetings, right? I can't imagine you saying you're a sales organization if you don't have sales meetings. And unlike complaining and griping sessions where we just complain about the service staff or we complain about the insurance carriers, the purpose of a true sales meeting is the producers leave the meeting better than when they started the meeting. Many of our clients refer to these as sales improvement meetings. Now, some of the ways that the producers can hone their skills. Well, number one, I already talked about making sure that we're video or audio recording the skills practice. Practice and record prospecting phone calls. What do your people say? And hopefully they're practicing with an in-house accountability partner. Practice and record your 30-second commercial, your elevator speech. I mean, what are your people really saying when they meet somebody and they say, what do you do? What do you do? In fact, I'll tell you what. If you'd like to receive what I have coined the world's greatest voicemail message, send me an email, Roger at sitkins.com and I'll send you the script for it. Next one, what about networking events? Networking is one of the most important things that producers should be doing, and it seems to be a lost skill. we got to get out there and network, but it's amazing to me how few producers are making it part of their plan that they're going to be at at least one networking event per week. Now, To do this, let's have a practice session. Let's do low-risk practice, split our producers into two groups. One's the attendee, one's working the room, okay? And let them just go around. A lot of agencies have actually set up a nice little cocktail party after work to do this. But get them just walking around, and the attendees will say to the producer, so tell me, what do you do? See how they handle it. What about your service team? Well, are they really becoming more sales-oriented? No. I'm always a big proponent of a strong division between sales and service. But I knew, do know that if our service staff has a great relationship with their clients, which they should, they should view themselves as relationship managers, are they getting X dates? Are they rounding out the accounts? Are they asking for referrals? See, the, the purpose here is again to transform them from just a transaction handling team to a relationship managers. Rounding out the accounts, asking for X dates, asking for referrals, I believe is all part of that. You know, all of these are things that we should expect from our producers and our staff. And yet, again, we're just not making them practice that. Then we wonder why they never become conversational and comfortable enough to make these type of behaviors what's normal, part of their normal routine. Now, Sure, it's going to create some discomfort up front, but again, that's how we grow. We've got to get uncomfortable to get comfortable again. Now, I realize that some of this may sound hokey to you, practicing and how do we do this, how do we do that. But I can tell you, after running more than 100 producer training camp programs attended by over 3,000 producers, I know for a fact that the vast majority of producers out there, like when they first come to our session, they, they would fail an ambush test. Those that listen... Those that have sales leadership when they go back would do okay with the ambush test. Now, what's that? This test is something you can and should do in your office on a regular basis. You're an agency principal. You're an agency sales leader. Walk up to any one of your producers or relationship managers, and without any warning, say, Hey, ask me for a referral. See how they respond. See what happens when you say to them, By the way, ask me about my life insurance leads. Let me know that we also handle life insurance. Or how about this one? Say to them, by the way, why should people do business with our agency? And I sure hope you don't hear, we have got we give great service, we represent all the carriers, we've been in business 100 years, and of course we have the best people. Come on, that's what everybody else says. When you say to them, why should people do business with us, I would hope that they can give a very conversational and comfortable 30-second commercial. Here's why people do business with us. See, you really won't know how your team sounds to the public unless you put them on the spot in this low-risk practice. Usually, what they say will clearly indicate why you're probably not getting great results today. So the better way to do things says, again, let's get uncomfortable to get comfortable. So why not commit to doing the things in your agency that will cause some discomfort, getting uncomfortable up front, so that long run, we're very comfortable operating at a higher level of performance and actual results. Again, what does it come down to? It comes down to selling more, retaining more, and earning more. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and as always, I hope you gained value from it. To learn more about our results-based programs, please go to our website, www.sipkins.com.